Welcome to the Maximize Your Potential podcast, where we demonstrate that you have unlimited potential, and when you maximize it every day, you will lead a life of happiness and fulfillment. Okay, so welcome to the latest episode of Maximize Your Potential with myself, your host, Chris Baker. And today I am delighted to introduce somebody to you that I first met 12 or 13 years ago, Craig Redford. Uh, Craig is a self-driven, energetic, positive, passionate, tenacious and enthusiastic person that thrives to inspire those around him. He's a sales director and shareholder of MarTech, where he leads their sales operation. They provide new and thought-provoking solutions to their current and new clients. Um, They provide powerful intelligence for their clients on how effective their people are at delivering exceptional customer service through effective skill and behavior. That's really why I wanted to introduce Craig to you today, because Craig's all about helping businesses and their employees maximize their potential. So, Craig, thanks for thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting us in. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, just so everybody knows that Craig obviously is based in the UK um, so you've got two UK people today. So, <laughs> so Craig, tell them, tell the the listeners um, just about yourself. Obviously, gave you a brief intro then, but give a, a, a sort of a, an overview of your um, life history to to date, so to speak. Well, in terms of career, I um, I started in the automotive industry some 25, 26 years ago. My mum actually said to me to. Uh, to get into selling she thought i'd be really good at selling so uh, she said go and get yourself a job selling something because you'll make a good living out of that um and uh, i um enrolled into a um, an agency or many agencies many many years ago in the early 90s and uh, i saw a job come up for a trainee sales advisor at a car dealership so um, i went along had an interview had a couple of interviews mm-hmm. um very strange interview i must say because the automotive world back in those days was a bit odd <laughs> right in, in some ways <laughs> And um, it was like it was like being on the Alan Sugar Apprentice, you know, him firing questions at you directly, no conversation, and just very, you know, not particularly relaxing. Um, but anyway, I got the job, and I started selling cars for a few years. Um, I then moved into a senior sales position. Um, what the business was was a big PLC organisation. They get bought out, bought out by a privately owned business a couple of years later. So the guy there uh, gave me a senior job then. He made me a sales manager of his business because uh, I was doing pretty well. And then um, he went off and brought another business and then asked me to run the site. So I ran the site as a GM for four years um, and spent predominantly 13 years, maybe 14 years in retail. And then actually, interesting enough, in that time, I was uh, using Martech Services, who obviously I've worked with today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent probably two or three years working with Martech on improving sales skills, particularly on the telephone. Uh, and uh, so our sort of relationship came together. I left the business of retail and got approached by Martic, and they said, do you want to come and work for us as a consultant? So I did, uh, and then sort of 13 and a half years later, um, I'm looking back now and going, where did that all go? <laughs> right. But since then, I've moved into different roles. I was in coaching, doing a bit of coaching, um, doing a bit of contact management training with a CRM solution that we provide the network, and then more likely in the last five or six years, became a shareholder and then a director. Um, of Martic. So um, very much embedded in what we do and who we are. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and, and so you, well, I, I'm just thinking back, I joined the, the automotive industry in 1989. So um, probably a little bit before yourself, but not too much yeah, before yourself. Probably. 
yeah, a similar journey through the through the car dealerships. Although I didn't didn't go into to Martech, but we did use Martech services, as you know, we were talking earlier back in two thousand seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. Um, mm. So, Craig, what what is what does Martech do? How does that? Um, what's the purpose of Martech? Uh, the purpose of our business is to help um, people improve, good people improve in the automotive industry, um, help them give customers much better experiences and at the same time learn along the way good habits and a good skill set to be able to provide um, you know, the business what they need, the customer what they need and the individuals. So we're all about helping people improve, we're all about helping uh, improve the behaviours and the skills and you know, the way we do that is by getting, getting close to the business, close to the people, um, whether that's in a group learning arena in a fun inspiring way to inject new enthusiasm and new energy and a new skill set away from the customer mm -hmm. uh, or whether that's an individual one-on-one -on -one level of coaching where we can really hone in on the mindset and the thought process of how they're thinking how they're engaging with topics of conversation and really get into their mind and help them develop their own individual skills along the way to improve the way they do things but also i mean training is one side of our business and we train in any uh, department really uh, of automotive whether it's sales service or parts uh, the only two things we don't really do are train product and diagnostic because the manufacturer the oems provide all that for network the network as you know uh -huh. uh, but the other side is analytical solutions so we spend an awful lot of time analyzing uh, telephony conversations between customers and people in the business whether that's a inbound call or an outbound call uh, whether that's a sales service or parts inquiry and ultimately, the ambition with that is to understand uh, the communication style, the listening style, and the, uh, the behaviours of the individuals in the business and what their impact or the impact they're having on the customers at the other end. So we, yeah. last year, we monitored 3 million customer interactions, which is quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. from that, a lot of key intelligence to identify what is great, what isn't so great. And then how we can mould that and develop that in the culture of the businesses that we work with. But we work with over 450 dealer groups across the UK and Ireland and the Middle East. Um, there's thousands of groups out there, like we, as we know. But uh, we engage in lots of different companies, big PLCs, smaller businesses, medium-sized groups. But yeah, all about helping good people improve. Yeah. I mean, communication you mentioned there is a, is a huge, a huge, huge thing in communication styles. And as, it's one of the reasons why a couple of years ago I got certified in, in DISC, the Human Behaviour um, studies and and we talk there about the four different communication styles so when you when you you're looking at communication styles there do you use any uh, what, what sort of um, system do you use for identifying that or for, for helping people identify different coaching style or communication styles I suppose um, depending on the type of training we're delivering whether it's basic advanced or a master class uh, in mm. essence we <laughs> introduced a lot of um, uh, the science of neurolinguistic neuro programming into our training and development over the years, um, probably about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, but we don't use all of that information with all of our training. So the more advanced and master you move towards, of course, naturally there's a, there's a higher level of that content. Yeah. But I suppose uh, we work closely on visual auditory and kinesthetic, working out what type of uh, communicators people are um, and then how best they communicate uh, to people and then understanding what other people are in the way that they communicate so they can try and link up some of that that language that you know that barrier so they're not talking at different you know different places so 
and, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the training we do in the burst learning environments where we're in a group environment, we work a lot on active listening and positive language, uh, which obviously is all about human behaviour, tonality, all those kind of things. So we do a lot of exercises in there to really get a feel for, you know, how people think, mm. um, how they listen, uh, you know, the language that they use, and then obviously highlight that to them so they can see, you know, what, what type of communicator they are. Yeah. So it, um, I, and I love this this conversation. We've never had this conversation before, so I find it fascinating to talk about that. We've got a lot of similarities in the in the work that we do and and how we how we um, we approach things. And and as I'm listening to you there, one of the the key things appears again that that's, that's similar seems to be awareness, right? So people's awareness of of who they are and how they communicate, and and then how the other people's communicate. Would you say that's that's true of awareness of themselves and awareness of others? Yes, t- certainly. I think um, if you can get people to really understand um, that they have to listen to what people have to say first and get a feel for, and that links to awareness, I suppose. You're being aware of what who people are and what they do and how they communicate. And then if you can then uh, improve your communication skill by being more conscious of your communication, so you're consciously aware of what you're saying, how you're saying it, rather than just delivering an autopilot. Yeah. Um, it, you know, that will really help move forward that conversation or that relationship. So I think, you know, we, we really focus on that, particularly in one-on-one conversations. So if you, for example, if you're listening to a telephony conversation between yourself and a customer, um, you know, when we talk to a service or salesperson, we'll say, you know, have a listen to the sound file, write down all the really great things you thought went real well, Write down all the things you'd maybe do different, but imagine that you are the customer or you listen to this right. conversation. Right. And listen to the words that they're using and, and think about what they're saying to you and what, what their objective is out of that conversation, the messages they're trying to deliver. And then, and then after the call, we'll sit down and discuss how we think that went and then what we might need to tweak and change to, to move it in the right direction. So, so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's all about awareness, all about mm. conscious communication and understanding. Yeah, and one of the things that I've coached and trained on over the the years as well to um, a lot of salespeople, a lot of customer service um, individuals as well as as leaders is one of the, you you mentioned active listening and one of the things I've identified and noticed with listening is a lot of people tend to listen to respond. And, you know, where I coach them to is listen to understand. And and the difference being is you can see it when somebody is listening to respond because you're talking to them and already their, their sort of attention is going because they're formulating in their mind what they're going to say to you back to you before you've even finished what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whereas if you listen to understand, you're actually actively listening to what they're saying and you're taking note, you know, you're really paying attention to, as you say, the words, the nuances, the tonality, mm-hmm. and then you'll go back and, and you'll, you'll respond. Now, um, you know, one of the things that, that, um, that I was, was taught again, go back, 20 years ago now is that if if you if you don't 100 percent understand it that's for clarification right so maybe repeat back what they what they've said so okay you know what what he's saying is abc is that correct right and so at least then you're understanding because they may say well no that's actually not what i said and we're yeah. okay well that's great because at least then you know you know or they confirm it and then you can respond which mm-hmm. not only from a a a salesperson or, or a, the person asking the, the, you, you understand, but also the person you're communicating with, 
can see that you're paying attention to them and you're taking that care right so yeah what what you do what you're doing is 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 fantastic and and it's a it's a great lesson for people to to learn for sure because think, we're, not, we're not taught that right at a young yeah. age i think you know what sometimes chris it's it's you know the the light bulb moment really particularly from a you know i mentioned um we might have discussed earlier on about that we monitor a lot of telephony conversations and because yeah. a lot of the business in automotive particularly is is remote online and telephony before the customer actually visits yeah. the business. The minute you then start to play a conversation between an individual and a customer and sit them down in a quiet room and give them the opportunity to understand, you know, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what it looks like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh my God, I didn't realize I sounded like that. I've got, mm -hmm. I can't believe I said those, those sorts of things. Without that real evidence of intelligence, yeah. Um, it's harder to move that behavior and that skill. Once you've got that information, it's much easier to engage the, the person about their communication, about the awareness of the customer and the understanding uh, and, and move it forward. You know, and lots of, if you've got lots of sessions like that with people to help them maximize their potential, um, which exactly. is your business, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then that really does enable um, a better quality of individual, better quality of, customer experience and more importantly you know uh, a much better feeling for the individual themselves yeah yeah it's, it's interesting and and you know i love that that you that you threw in there maximize your potential bonus points for that <laughs> yes. but it's true because we, we've all got potential to to exceed our current level of performance right whatever level we're at we can all improve it and you know you're you're you've been with martech 13 14 years now but every day you're getting better right every day you want martech to get better every day you want your customers and your clients to get better mm. and and again i think that comes with awareness right we will perform to the level of our awareness so as our awareness increases therefore our potential to perform at a higher level increases too so i, I also um one of one of the things and uh, you, you may remember back back in the in the day but when i was was running car dealerships and running sales departments i would be one that would would quite willingly take people that were outside of the industry into the industry rather mm. than stick with tried and tested salesmen and people would often sort of question me on that and i went no because you know i want to train people i want to show them and they're but but they're not a salesperson i'm like okay salespeople aren't born you're not born a salesperson right you can train that the same as leaders are not born leaders you can train mm. that mm. and with with the work that you're doing and the work that I do, we 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 basically can can help show people these techniques, mm. and a lot of it is fairly simple, right? As you say, it comes down to listening and then asking the right questions. Yeah, yeah and if yeah. you ask the questions to get the answers that you that you want to you want to hear. So what what are the if if there was say three things that three pieces of advice that you would give um, either a car dealership or somebody that is is looking to to improve their performance what three things would you say would be the top three things off the top of your head that you could think of well i suppose one of the first things would be does the business if it's about the people does the business really really understand um you know how they're dealing with customers because unless they really understand how they're dealing with customers and, and unless they've got the evidence to how they're dealing with customers they're never going to be able to change the output of the result it's all well and good saying, well, that individual spoke to 100 people this month and they sold 10 cars, for example. Yeah. Well, how are you going to improve the 10 cars? Well, get them to speak to more people. Well, okay, that's fine. Improve the demo rate. Okay, that's fine. But how do you improve the quality of the output? So I, I suppose 
one of the things would be getting the businesses to understand, you know, how effective, how good their people are at dealing with inquiries, whether that's telephone online or face to face. And predominantly the remote opportunity obviously is an easier one to measure. Yeah. Because there's more inquiry base coming through that way. So, you know, we just touched on it there, didn't we? Understanding the quality of their performance on the telephone, and particularly sales calls coming in or service advisors phoning customers on the day when their car needs some work doing to it, you know, that technical update call that they're always scared of making. If you've got that intelligence of the communication and the and how they're delivering that to the customer and, and then their understanding of the customer, then it's it's a good point for you to start at understanding what the training needs would be needed to, to, to stretch that. So I suppose that's one of the things. Yeah. Um, the second one maybe would be, um, oh, crumbs, let's have a think about this. You know, have they got, you know, have they got the right people? Well, this will highlight whether they've got the right people to start yeah. with. And I think it's an interesting point you made there about uh, trainee salespeople, people that haven't worked outside the industry before. You know, we, we love that concept. We love that idea. Um, molding and developing and nurturing new talent that have been in retail outside of the industry but not in car sales that have got the appetite and the will and the want and the energy and the enthusiasm to succeed they're some of the best people to employ yeah. you know even army people ex-navy people um they seem to come in they're regimented they're organized they're structured um you know having people like that in your business to then handle those inquiries um with a trained plan, with a journey over a period of time, will will definitely maximise their business and maximise the potential of those individuals. Yeah, so that would be something else. I think um, crumbs. What else? Uh, I suppose general overall observation and awareness of what their habits, the people's habits, are in the business of dealing with people face to face. Because you know these are our three inquiry streams. Um, you know, body language is huge, isn't it? You know, yeah. when we get face to face with people, and you probably know this, Chris, yourself, but fifty-five percent of our selling ability is through body language. Right. Thirty-eight tones, seven percent words. So, you know, if people have got the, you know, the wrong body language, and they're not mm -hmm. you know, showing a good impression of who they are and what they do, and they're matching the customer and all those kind of things, then again, they're going to burn opportunities like that. So, I think if we're talking about car salespeople predominantly, and people in your business, you know getting each of those in the ingredients within their skill set, within their behaviours, the business will perform better um, and uh, therefore you'll have better people. And it's all about the people. It's all about yeah. the people, isn't it? If we've got it the is. right people doing the right things at the right time, with the right behaviours and the right skills, we'll get good outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm, glad you, you, I'm glad you used behaviours there as well because that's one of the things that I'll coach to is that, again, we, we want to get results, but results come through, through actions and actions come through behaviours, right? We, we start, it starts with the behaviours, so we should be coaching to get the right behaviours. And as you say, where only 7% of what we say is actually pays, you know, um, is, is actually really listened to, whereas the effect in the conversation. So therefore, 93% of it is really the behaviours, in, in other words, our body language and also the tonality, as you said. So, mm -hmm. so really, behaviours is the thing. And, and one of the other things that I, again, I'm passionate about doing is leadership training. And, and a lot of it is if the leaders need to buy into it and believe it too, right? Because if we're bringing in new concepts, Bear in mind the leaders have come through with the old the old concepts. They need to buy into the new concepts as well, so that it, it washes down to the the front line. So, well, at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're, as you mentioned, they're the leaders of the business, and therefore the leaders of the business have to be delivering 
the right messages, the right communication pattern, you know, from the very top, because naturally, as you say, the other people that you're training, the, the line management team or the, the bodies on the front line, uh, you know, if they, if they haven't got a good lead in it's likely they're going to drop mm. into bad habits, bad skills. And, you know, so you're trained from the top, trained down totally. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Craig, that's, um, you, you've dropped some gold there and appreciate you, you, your time and uh, it's, it's great to, to catch up with you and you, you're doing some tremendous work with MarTech and I know you'll continue to do so. If, um, if, if anybody wants to get hold of you, how would they get hold of, um, of yourself or of MarTech? What's the best contact place? Um, well, they can, use, uh, they can use the email address. My email address is uh, craig.redford at martech.co.uk. Um, I could even give you my mobile contact number or our office line. It's it's entirely up to you. I, you know, UK UK office line is um is zero zero four four, won't it? And then one four nine four seven seven zero nine zero one. Um, or my mobile contact number would be zero zero four four seven seven six seven eight zero seven two zero eight. Um, or naturally our website, you know, www.martech.co.uk is our website. We've got some tips and ideas and thoughts that might help people. Yeah. Um, it's got a whole portfolio of what we do on there. Um, so yeah, feel free to, to get in okay. touch. Feel free to, uh, to have a look. Yeah, well, and I'll put those contact details in the show notes as well. So everybody's got those. And uh, again, Craig, thank you for joining. Um, wish you all the best and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Chris. Really, really have a great day today. All right. Thank you. All the best. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Maximise Your Potential podcast with your host, myself, Chris Baker. It's been my pleasure to bring you uh, this this episode and I look forward to working with you further in the future as I guide you through the process of maximising your potential every day. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe so you get notifications as each new episode is released. And please share it with your friends and family so that other people can benefit from the lessons that you're learning. Thanks again. Bye for now and have a magical day.